I'm Jake Watson, and this is the Saints Unscripted podcast, where we have conversations about faith crisis, topics that may be triggering about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the Gospel, church history, prophets, the Book of Mormon and the Bible, and so many other things. This is Season 1, Faith Crisis. It's not just that God is capable of emotion. It's not just that we learn that God the Father does have a body part and passions. But it's that we learn that he's not sovereign. If things were going the way that he wanted everything to go, he wouldn't be weeping. So clearly, he is suffering with us. In chapter 5, there's a there's a quote in there that really struck me, and it was, God isn't this this person or this sovereign or this wrathful, vengeful person who's going to deny us the winner's cup or grant us the winner's cup. He's in the race with us. He's running the race with us. And that 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 hit me so hard. And you know what? I think I listened to that on the audiobook, and I believe that's Fiona's voice, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so cool. And it just hit me so hard. And maybe you could talk a little bit about that in, as far as thinking of the struggles here on earth and then struggles like maybe in framing it in that, with that faith crisis in mind or, or any struggle is I'm, I'm struggling with my faith. I'm struggling with God. I'm struggling in this race on earth, but God is running that with me. If you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, you know, what happens early in the in the in the Christian past, and it happens really once the Latin church fathers begin to get involved in the scene, Tertullian and, and, and Augustine, and they come from this highly legalistic background. And so God becomes this sovereign lawgiver that we are afraid of offending. And Christ becomes our our defender before the wrath of God. And the whole thing is, is framed in the language reminiscent of a courtroom trial. And we think that we inherit that language as Latter-day Saints. We inherit it because it's so much a part of Protestant thinking of the 17th, 16th and 17th centuries. And as a, as a consequence, we always feel that we're under a magnifying glass, that we're always being appraised, that we're always being evaluated and judged. And we think that that's a pretty, uh, a pretty corrosive way to think about ourselves and our relationship to God. And, you know, my wife has really made central in our thinking and in our writing that moment in the book of Moses when Enoch ascends to the presence of God and he, and he sees that God is weeping. And there are a couple of things that are more important than I think we've, we've realized about this scene. It's not just that God is capable of emotion. It's not just that we learn that God the Father does have a body part and passions. But it's that we learn that he's not sovereign. If things were going the way that he wanted everything to go, he wouldn't be weeping. So clearly, he is suffering with us through our, our, our grief and pain. It's an empathic weeping. Uh, he tells Enoch specifically he's weeping because of the misery that he sees his children immersed in. And, and, and to my mind, that changes everything. That changes everything. God is no longer this, this judicial, frightening figure that we have to appease somehow. But he is somebody who literally is is suffering vicariously with us, and um, and and that's what we mean by by saying he's he's running the race with us, so to speak, in a very very real way. We um, we also think that it's just really imperative 
that we understand what things we do suffer by way of affliction, of woundedness, or of, of, of doubts and struggles with our faith are, are part of an educative process. They're not punitive, uh, and they're not necessarily indicative of our inclination towards evil. We think that we need to have a, a more benevolent and patient and loving and kind attitude toward our own failings, because our, our Father and Mother in Heaven certainly do. And this is another insight that comes largely from Fiona, from her work in the Book of Moses. It's really significant that when sin is addressed in the garden by way of an explanation to Adam and Eve, the Lord talks about sin as a form of bitterness that we have to experience in order that we can prize the good. We find that language also in DNC section 29, the identical language that we have to taste the bitter in order to know the good. So that also, I think, is a much healthier and more productive and more accurate way of thinking about those mistakes and errors and sins that we fall into, that they are necessary for us to learn, oh, that isn't, that isn't a good way to go. Maybe we need to listen to this loving counsel and um, allow these experiences to be formative uh, rather than uh, causes of guilt or, 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 or self-reproach. So we also try to uh, make a, a clear distinction in this book between what we call the self-centeredness of guilt and the other-centeredness of remorse, that we think it's very healthy and useful and productive to hurt when we recognize the pain we've caused others. But we think an obsession with disappointing ourselves is, uh, is, is not always productive and useful, and it's not the kind of godly sorrow that, that is productive of anything good. This is a Saints Unscripted original podcast and is hosted and executive produced by me, Jacob Watson, and Saints Unscripted. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll catch you next time.